What's up and welcome to the Mandalorian After Show. We're about to break down episode six, The Prisoner. We have a lot of new fun characters to introduce and talk about as well as an action-packed episode. So let's get right into it. I'm Maria Menounos and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, What's up? Welcome back to the ship. Yes, Christian, get it. Happy Friday. We're clearly feeling great in the studio after another great wow. episode of The Mandalorian. Let's dive right in. I'm Steph Sabra, aka Chewbacca's long lost daughter, and I am joined by my Star Wars News pant- co pilot, Ryan co-pilot. Nelson, head of Thank Popcorn you. Talk in the house. So happy to be here, Steph Sabra, Chewbacca's daughter, and we were just getting pulled in by a tractor beam from our very own Christian. Black, but this is the Star Wars side. That's the Marvel movie news side. What's going on, Zia? Hey, look at us. Hey, yeah. It's Zia Anderson. Side. Hey, I right wish there. that I was like as good of a dancer as Christian. I'm AKA just not. Grand Admiral Zia and Grand Moff Christian Black. All the ladies wish they were as good of a dancer as me, but you know what? Y'all ain't never gonna catch none of this. Ooh. Ooh. Man, you got game too. Damn, Christian. Oh, Whoa. with the chair lowering. <laughs> that was called the McClunky. That was McClunky. If I could use one adjective to describe your dance moves. All right, The Prisoner. We have a fun episode to talk about. I think we'll start by breaking down the new characters that we got introduced to because that was right off the bat. And then the action packed sequences that followed the prisoner breakout and the aftermath and the introduction of this prisoner and then where we're left off in the galaxy then after we break down the episode we will move to our special segment which is a director's corner from ryan nelson yes it's where we break down the director and all their work previously and that's coming up from this episode. So that was Rick Famuyiwa, who is awesome. He also wrote this episode as well. Amazing. Yes. And then Zia will hit us with some news and gossip. Yeah. And Christian is in the live chat. So if you're in there, please talk with us. Keep, uh, be a part of the conversation. Okay, let's dive right in. I know that Christian's excited about one of the characters that was introduced, Bill Burr. Yeah, so, dude, you know, it was uh, freaking pretty cool that I was in this episode. I mean, Mando, I'm not that freaking impressed with the flamethrower, you know? Can you just fly us all the way into the goddamn prison? Just fly! Just fucking fly! Whoa, just fly! I was working really hard not to swear, and then but I But then it. it just happened. It's a Bill Burr. You just yeah, can't not, yeah. you can't not, you know? Mayfield, Mayfield is his name. Yeah, you know. No, you want to call me Mayfield? Ryan, what do you think of Mayfield? Baker? No. Uh, I thought Mayfield was a really cool character. I mean, Bill Burr, he's been getting some really awesome roles. He, he, has. he had the pleasure of being in Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and he gets to be in this show. And yeah, for the first minute or so, you're like, that's Bill Burr. Yeah. But he kind of fit right in. Well, I, I was really impressed by his performance. That's the thing, too, is like Bill Burr, I've seen him in other things. I'm a big fan of his comedy, too. I watch all of his stand up specials. Uh, I think that he's hilarious. And it's just interesting because he has this cadence and this way that he speaks that it's very Bill Burr, and I've seen him in other roles where he still talks that way, but in this, he didn't. So you're right. It's that first moment where I think I wrote it here. Bill Burr! In, like, all capital letters. I was like, 
<laughs> I, I agree with you, Z. Out of all the new characters, he actually fit in the most to me. Yeah. We also get Ranzar Malk, a.k.a. Ran, who's played by Mark Boone Jr. He's from Batman Begins. Right. Awesome. I thought he was a fun yeah, character, too. Yeah. Very familiar face as well. I mean, he. I feel like he's been in a lot of things. Yes. You see his face, and you're like, oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> really cool. And he, he really sells the fact that he has history with Mando. Yeah. Pretty, like, pretty well up front, and you believe it. You believe these guys have been on some missions or he's dealt with him before. So it was interesting to learn about that history there. Let's talk character. about history. She and there's some Whoa. sexual violent tension. Whoa. <laughs> she's a Twi'lek. Um, she's played by uh, Natalia Tina, who was in... Harry Potter, she was Tonks. Tonks. She's Tonks. Which I did not know until (laughs) after we looked it up. And then Steph told me, and I was like, what? (laughs) Like, we both got really excited. Yeah, she was fun. She was saucy. She was really fun. Yes. I thought she totally played it up as chewing the scenery in one of the best of ways. Like, I thought she fit in. The confidence in that performance was awesome. Yeah, she was very confident. Christian. Yeah, she was all right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest to how you guys were talking before you found out who the actress was. Okay. You weren't that impressed by I love the actress. The character was was great, but it was a little bit over the top. That's it was all a little I'll say. Bit. I was and, like, you're okay. right. Oh. Chewing the scenery with those uh, gnarled teeth, I think, uh, looked great. Uh, I just her brother was better. I, I, <laughs> I thought that Quinn was a better character. I think you know? this happens in the Star Wars universe. People go in playing overplaying it because it also fits in the universe right. or they or they just fit right in. I right. think they do a little more subtle that w- she was overplaying it, but it still fits in in that weird way. She wasn't my favorite of all the new characters introduced, but I always I love I love her look and the makeup and the costume team was And awesome. I won't go I won't go so far as to say that she was McClunky. You know what I mean? She was not <laughs> you know what she, I mean? she was not yeah. McClunky level. So and she was all right. Also but. her knife skills were pretty incredible. I did like so that. So that was yeah. cool. She had some excellent uh, throwing skills. Then we have Berg. Uh, This is played by Clancy Brown from Shawshank Redemption and also Clone Wars and Rebels. Mm -hmm. So really familiar to us. And he's a brutish Devaronian? Devaronian? Yeah, this actor, Clancy Brown, has been in almost everything. Mm -hmm. he's He's had the pleasure of being in so many different series and movies. Really great character actor. And I genuinely was annoyed which is was the point of his character was annoyed by him because he is this brutish presence and also a loose cannon which yeah. usually if you get a, like a loose cannon character they're not as uh brutish of a character like they're usually kind of a smaller one that you know maybe you have to worry about but he he's kind of just right when he comes on screen you're like wow he's gonna be hard to deal with well yeah. i always think it's cool too when you finally get to see an actual character that's one of the species from the cantina on tatooine mm-hmm. from a new hope because mm-hmm. that's always just like a guy you kind of saw just sitting there it's not him but it's from the same species and it's like okay cool they're actually doing something so i always think that uh it's cool to actually get to know someone yeah it is really neat and i do think also that they did a great job of showing just how strong he is they don't say oh this is our muscle they show you this is our muscle well they even say early on like i know it might be hard to believe but he's our muscle right and it's like and (laughs) then it's like oh yeah he takes out the giant droids yeah yeah let let mando take out six of the regular size but uh, he'll take out a couple of the big boys he was he was annoying pretty early too Yeah. yeah let's get into the just the beginning the intro where we're 
we see all these new characters. I actually was like, okay, it's obvious this is kind of a recess type gang setup where everyone has their respective role and it's kind of fits into a classic um th- we do bad stuff together gang. Right. Like a pirate. <laughs> yeah. 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 What uh what did you think uh did you instantly trust that this mission mission or did you know Mando was kinda get screwed over? I wasn't expecting to get screwed over per se. I was expecting something to go wrong. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't see uh oh the person we're rescuing, you're the reason he was gone in the first place. Right. That was like, wow, so much conveyed in two seconds and just flipping the script on you. That did genuinely surprise me. Um, I was expecting something to go wrong with, you know, you the, the the tension with Baby Yoda on the ship and then them on the cruiser. And it's like, oh, my God, so much is going on. That did genuinely catch me off guard. Every time he leaves Baby Yoda, I get freaking stressed out. Every time. In every episode. Last episode, this episode, I'm like, what are you doing? I know he has to. He needs to make money. But good God, it stresses me out. Uh, Yeah, I'm kind of with you, Ryan. I kind of had a feeling something was going to go wrong. But in the very beginning, as it went on, you kind of get more of a grasp on these characters and just how little they care about literally anyone. So you kind of... um, as it sort of went on a little bit, I was like, oh, yeah, I feel like maybe they're going to screw him over. But in the beginning, initially, no. Yeah, I mean, I think the the most defining moment is when uh, Bill Burr, what's his name? Uh, Mayfeld. 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 He, Mayfeld. Says, he says to, you know, Quinn's like, all right, get me out of here. And he's like, what about your sister? And he's like, what about her? And then Bill Burr has yes. the great Bill Burr line, which is... Nice family. But that just tells you everything you need to know. It's like, yeah, yeah, he doesn't really care. He just wants to get off get off that ship. So uh, I didn't trust anyone, but I didn't think that it was a coordinated effort that clearly everybody knew that the end game was to go ahead and kick Mando into the cell. Uh, so I just figured somebody was going to mess things up because they were trying to double cross everyone. Yeah. Uh, so it didn't play out the way that I thought it was going to. There's a few points in the episode that I thought I knew was going to happen, which is one of the reasons I like the show. That just where I'm like, all right, this is the part where this happens, and I'm like, nope, something different. So uh, that's uh, that's a big reason why I enjoy it. I was about to say that I think that's a huge credit to the director Rick Fam- Famuyiwa because I think in hindsight it seems like oh this seems a little bit predictable when you know what the plot is Mm. and what happens but when you're watching it you didn't and I think it was shot really well in that sense especially where they swap Mando into the cell because I wasn't expecting that either no not at all not in that moment um I think I like a, a lot of what I like about this. I think this was my favorite episode, actually, so far. What? I really liked all the other episodes. I love it's it, just, Zia. It's just really good. Yeah, I really I, I like this it. one. And I like that it felt kind of like a little bit of a like a standalone trip that they took. Because I originally thought that a lot of these actors and characters that they were going to get, like you know, like... Um, her name is completely escaping Gina me, right? Carano. Gina Carano. Thank you. I was thinking Cara Dune, but that's her character's name. But right. getting Gina Carano and and getting Ming Na Wen in, that they were going to be all these people that were going after Baby Yoda, and that's not the case. There are these different characters and different situations that they're getting put in in these different stories, and I love that. And it's the show's actually reminding me a bit of Firefly, which I love. Oh, that's that show's so good, and it's kind of it's sort of that space western a little bit. Yeah, and it has just enough of that with everything else. I'm just oh, completely. I, love this I think one. you have. Have to go into it now every episode realizing what it is or else you 
It yeah. won't be fun, and it's supposed to just be fun, I think. Just an adventure of the week. Yeah, I was I saying agree. to Zia before we started that uh, this one sort of felt like kind of like a, a great Doctor Who episode where, because a lot of times those are completely standalone. You don't really know what mm-hmm. happened right before or right after. And it reminded me of a specific episode from uh, the 12th Doctor called Time Heist. And, uh, it, you know, just I like this. Like, yeah, we got a bunch of people together for this one specific mission. Uh, you're not necessarily going to see any of them again. You know, these aren't mm. really supporting characters. They're just kind of here for this. Yeah. And uh, I love that there was Mando backstory with, uh, you know, a few of them. You know? Yeah. So I thought that was, uh, that was interesting because, you know, it's a lot of him. That was a long time ago. I, I <laughs> love his character so yeah. much. And what we do get from him is so... Like, he is by far the most dimensional character. And I think that's definitely purposeful. But I love... The way that he fights, it's kind of a Batman type style yeah. where he's using his wit, he's using his his body and everything and weapons to make sure that he wins. But he's unstoppable. The only person who's compared with him is Cara Dune, mm. which yeah. is interesting because she doesn't seem just outwardly the most strong. Do you think who can beat him really? Unless you. Boba Fett. Uh, well, that's that's why Seth. Actually, that's such a perfect um, uh, comparison that you made with Batman. Because that's sort of the thing with Batman is that no one can beat him because he will always find a way to beat his enemy using what... Because he's not... He doesn't have any superpowers. He's just really rich and really smart. And, like, he always comes up with some way or another. And you're right. Like, the way that Mando outsmarted everyone in this episode was truly amazing. And I thought that he killed everyone. There was a moment where, like, the lights were flashing. And it kind of... I was like, oh, this is like a horror movie. And then... Yeah, I mean, yeah, he even says they got what they deserved, and I'm like, well, yeah, of course they did. They they said that you were getting what you deserved, so uh, mm-hmm. they left you behind. So I'm like, yeah, I figured it just out of necessity he was going to have to kill them because that was the only way yeah. to stop them. Yeah. yeah, Ryan, what do you think about that it's and such... the, what he chooses to find morally wrong or right? Yeah, I, I mean, what's so interesting about this show is we learn a little bit about the character each episode, him and, and Baby Yoda, but mostly him, and... You know, I think a few episodes back, he was apologizing when he was getting his new armor. He was saying, you know, some of his kills were un, were not real, like that people had their backs turned. It was out of safety, yeah. not necessity. There weren't fair fights. And I was really expecting uh, him to have had killed these people because they were fair fights. Like, he didn't really get anyone in the back. They were, like, great one-on-one. He, they were face-to-face a lot of the times. And it was almost like a horror movie at certain points. So I was surprised when he didn't kill them at the end. And I think that even speaks more to his character as to he is a good guy. I mean, heck, that scene when uh, they find the rebel the rebel soldier oh, and it's yeah. just the standoff, you learn so much about him. Yeah. And he's like, listen, because he's both trying to protect himself <laughs> from the rebellion and, and just from getting too much heat on his back while also he's a good guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, he makes it very clear that he took the job because, like, yeah, I thought it was just droids. We didn't have to worry about killing anyone, you know, right. because he knew that everybody else his, wouldn't have had any problems with it. His thing with are droids. You falling, are you falling more in love with him by the He's second so step? I can see it in your oh, eyes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. We won't get into it, but <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Steph has a whole notebook of fan fiction that maybe she'll share Whoa. with us one Mando day. and Steph. <laughs> No, seriously, his thing with droids. Shan knew about it. Everyone knows about it. And he seems to be the only one that's like, hell no, do not get them near me. (laughs) And oh, we also have Zero. Yes. Zero was, I I didn't trust him from the beginning. I'm like, you're you're too smart. And he even said, I'm smarter than all y'all. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) deal with it. But 
not that smart yeah. because Mando still outsmarted him. He cut off comms. He like made it so that they couldn't talk to him or nobody could talk to Zero. And then watching him, I know we'll get to it. I don't know if I want to jump into it now, but just with Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say Baby Yoda also was able to outsmart also the Also outsmarted smart. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. What is that, a pet? <laughs> what is that? Quickly going back to the prison, how did Berg survive that one scene, though? Getting he, shot in the door? Well, Two doors. Okay, yeah. so the top door, the top right. door, he held up, right? Because right, he is really strong. And then if you strong. think about it, the front door just closed in front of him, so it didn't. It, it, neither He's, direction did he it. He has girthed it. The boy has girth. <laughs> he got girth. I mean, I, I I didn't see the same camera angles you did, so I don't know nothing about that. But I think that just the doors aren't the, dark, the doors aren't that strong for him. You know what I mean? So maybe he got knocked over or something. But uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't get cut up. I, I think they made very clear to show us, like when the first door fell out. I'm like, oh, that's one way to take him out. We know that uh, Mando's got no problem with that. He's done that before. And then you see him. He's like, nope, I'm good. So, you know, he's like Hulk holding up the entire uh, Avengers mansion. He's like, no, I'm good. It's fine. I can stay here all day. He's holding it. Yeah. I have noticed as the episodes go on, just thinking about that first scene where he did cut the guy in half with the door, Mm. he didn't seem to have any qualms killing those people. Granted, they could have been bad people. Maybe he knew that that's where they sort of hang out. Uh, But it definitely seems like Baby Yoda was a little bit of a turning point for his character because it seems like since then he's... So like slowly thinking about this stuff Killing a little bit more. Killing a lot of people at the door. Um, when in the very first episode, when he goes to get his first bounty, but they're tro- stormtroopers, right? Well, no, there, there they were in the people. in the bar. Yeah, yeah there were other was, Oh yes, they yes, were yes, harassing yes, yes. the um his first bounty that he was. Yeah, get. that's an interesting point because other than the droids, he thinks twice yeah. about every decision he makes in terms of life or death. Yeah. But see, those were people that got in the way of that's him true. getting his bounty, which was Horatio Sands, right? Yeah, yeah. Was a blue guy Sands, who yeah. was uh, on his way home for. Life Day. Happy Life Day, everyone. Uh, so close. I thought there's <laughs> only a few more shopping days. But I thought that, uh, I think that's what it had to do with. He's like, look, he's focused on the job. And it's like, these are people in the way, so it's, you know, I think those are what he would consider necessary kills. Because mm. it's like, these are people who are, one, trying to kill me, could stop me from making my living, so uh, I have to take them out. Yeah, the honor code with, I mean, it takes obviously a lot from samurai culture. Sure. It's, there is like hypocritical things that go into it, but it is still following their code, like which they've based. agreed to. But at the end of the right. day, this is the way. This, this is, is the way. It's true. This is the way. Okay, let's talk about Sheehan's brother. Oh. Quinn? Quinn? Yeah. You, yeah. okay, Christian, start us off because you liked him way better well, than I Sheehan. Just it, I just thought he was a better actor. You know, that's all I thought. I a just, better in this role. In this well, role. I don't, in this role. I, I, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I don't, don't know anything about, the wizarding I don't know anything about her from, from, from... I'm in the middle. I don't know anything about her from Jimmy Potter, all right? That's for you, okay? That's not for Jeez. me. That's not my world. This is my world. And... I I just like that he's just like oh I'm so glad to see my sister uh, oh but by the way I don't care what happens like I have to get off this ship you know yeah. so I just uh, I think that these are the kind of characters that you get to see a lot in Star Wars especially when you're dealing with bounty hunters and unsavory types clearly Quinn was part of the crew and whatever reason Mando left him behind shows that he's probably maybe the worst mm. of the bunch uh, but uh, again he's another one that I was surprised was still alive. Uh, I, I did like what Mando ultimately did, but I thought that uh, he was an interesting character because his solution to everything is like, yeah, I'm just going to give you a triple share. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll, just, I'll just pay you extra. Yeah. I never trust right. those people. No. Ryan, what do you think? I, I think, Kate, comparing the performances, I actually liked her performance a little more, but she had more screen time. You know, That's Quinn fair. had maybe a minute and a half, two minutes of screen time. Uh, and granted, what he did with that screen time was incredible. Like, yeah. you really got a sense of who this character was just through the dialogue and everything. So I was really into both these characters. I was into her performance a lot, though, because I just felt like. It, it, you know, compared to last week, some people were criticizing the uh, the bounty hunters' performance from last week, and which I thought was fine. But for this one, I really think she was just going for it, and I yeah. think that's great when you can have just a character immediately pop on screen, and I'm buying it. And I thought, you know, there's history there. Her things, knives. Um, you learn so much in that scene again with this the standoff. She just kills him and gets it over with. She's yeah. like, let's just move on. So she also causes him to press the button. Yeah, yes. <laughs> like a little bit of a dummy. I yeah. think yeah. Characters like her, this is why I love character-driven shows that get really in-depth with them, and I know we're not going to get that, but with characters like her, they have to have the most interesting backstory, and we just don't get that, so I think a part of my disappointment comes from realizing I won't get that from her. All I see is what she is now, not how she got there. It's a fair critique. I think there's a chance we do get that backstory. Mm. I think the the fact that she's still alive, and obviously there's some history with Mando. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we might get some more, and I mean that's a unique relationship you don't get a lot in Star Wars. This sibling, you know, obviously the brother doesn't really have well, the same I mean, feelings the, the whole, for her. The whole, the whole franchise is built on siblings. But, uh, <laughs> well, that that one's a tight one that you think like, oh, she's going to rescue her brother, and she, clearly the brother doesn't even care about her. Yeah. Like that's a really that's unique. A great point relationship. Which is also even more interesting because they're going into this. This was clearly a job that even Mando in the beginning was like, this is I don't want this heat. Like this is yeah. this is a ridiculous job. I don't I don't really want to go do this, but I think necessity necessity sort of forced him into it. He needs to make money somehow. Uh, but it's interesting that they'll put all of this, take this risk and put all this time and resources into going to do this job to rescue one of their crew members. But he literally does not care, not only about his sister, but really anyone else in the crew. It's just he wants to get out and make it. Right. So they're spending, they're putting all this effort into rescuing him. And he's like, yeah, if it comes down to it, peace, guys, have fun. Uh, the interesting thing going back to Xion and her backstory, I mean, you know, obviously it's uh, a lot of like tough talk amongst uh, everybody, but there's the illusion or the implication that she may have seen him with his helmet off, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's said in an earlier episode that he hasn't really taken it off in front of anyone since the first time he put it on. But, I mean, if they were together, it's like, so do you, do you leave the helmet on? Yo. Yeah, I, uh, no kiss sex. Was the helmet off? <laughs> That would be a way to... Oh, that is the way, by the way. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Keep your helmets on, ladies and gentlemen. I wow, actually, taking it to the bedroom is a type of honor I don't want to be well, messing I, with. It's just, it, it's just, yeah, that's clearly this what she was talking about, though. Yeah, it is, it is the way. This is the way, babe. Yeah. I can't, we can't, can't do this unless I have my mask on. Yeah. Oh, there's got to be a party, uh, parody about this out already. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there's there somewhere. <laughs> I have Spoke. Oh, my God. So, Mando outsmarts everyone. Mandalorian. That's the winner. Mando outsmarts everyone. He takes the tracker. I love the callback to that. Because every little piece that was shown in this episode mattered throughout the episode. What, Rye? Oh, my God. And Dave (laughs) Filoni was one of the pilots. He was one of the pilots. who was one of the other ones? 
Deborah Chow. Deborah Chow was the other. I didn't even know Deborah Chow was the other. They were the X-wing pilots. Oh my god! Because I I felt like they were someone. Because I was like, all right, these aren't like actors. These seem like people's friends or something. And And so I read in the credits that it was Dave Filoni and Deborah Chow. And I think Rick. I think the director. Yeah, I think Rick was. He had something early. I think in one of the first scenes. I think. I think Rick could have been. I need to rewatch it, but he could have been that last. Pilot. The pilot that came and followed the tracker. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was yes, all, yes, yes. all three yeah. were the direct. That was great. That's awesome. so cool. It was very cool. Mm. I love that. Such a good use of re- I I do want other people to get that money, you know, but yeah. like act, working actors, but yeah, like, good use of resources. Like us, yeah. we could all be X Wing pilots. Oh, my you know, God. For season two. Yes. That would be the highlight of my entire life. I, I'd cry. I, I would. I would, I would like ridiculous. to be Porkin's long lost brother if I could be. Oh. You know, that's really this is the only dream I have. <laughs> That would be awesome. I don't know what I'd give to do that. I, I, it would be <laughs> just bad. to be an excellent like, pilot. I would yeah. sacrifice a lot. Yeah, I, would, yeah, I, would I really would. To get, to, I get like a, would. to get like a Greg Grunberg level cameo in any of these movies, it'd be amazing. Or One line. Yeah. Okay, we waited. What I was going to ask Graham. Would you kill Baby Yoda if it meant oh, being an extra? Stop, in- no. Oh, there's out. Ryan took his headphones Come off. He quit. For anyone listening, Ryan had to take his headphones Choose off. Choose your next words wisely. What would be the. The form of the kill. Whoa! <laughs> would it be Would it be painless? No, slow stabs while single tears fall out one at a time. Oh, no. oh my god! Slow stabs—that's the worst way to kill me. Jeff right, Graham in the booth. Not in my house. Will I'm this not be killing discussed. him. I'm not, I'm not killing him. Under no Thank circumstances you, is Baby Yoda being killed or harmed in any way. All right. <laughs> but Damn straight, you're Master. Right. Okay. I mean, right. You're right. No, Chill. I got. I got to calm down. Okay. Let's talk about Baby Yoda now. <laughs> that we transitioned there perfectly thanks to Jeff Graham in the booth. I gotta calm down. Our producer, yeah, please calm down. Oh, okay, Zia, really what bad. did you think about our the new pet? <laughs> the new pet. Um, and every episode, I can't get enough of seeing Baby Yoda. It's ridiculous at that point. We're in episode six and you think that, oh, it's played out. Like, I know people, I've heard people talk about, like on the internet and stuff about how they're sick of everybody going on about Baby Yoda, but Shut up. I can't <laughs> help it. Like, Yeah, I wonder, are those people actually watching week to week? No. You know? Because it's like, if you see them like, of... every week, there's something new where you're like, because like, the soup was only last week. Yes. Let's remember that, right? Two it was yes. two weeks ago. Oh, because we did two episodes right. at the same time. That's oh, that's right. But, right, but fair. So, But the soup was only a couple weeks ago. So we've gotten so much Baby Yoda. Oh, so every Baby week Yoda. is a possibility of a meme. It's, it okay. is. Great. Baby Yoda has been a thousand memes already, and it's been, you know, six weeks. It's insane. They have not outused Baby Yoda no. in the slightest. He's I probably agree. in two minutes collectively of every movie. Yes. <laughs> of every, every episode. Every episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry I considered it. I'm sorry. Ryan. I, I take you it back. You should feel bad. I take about it back. <laughs> I didn't even mean to. Ryan's like really cool. Look <laughs> at that face. I feel especially, bad. I would never. I, I would never. Ryan, especially this it? time of year, you know. I'm going to apologize. I'm you gonna... know that Baby Yoda makes a list and he checks it twice and oh. you are on the naughty list now. So you are going to get no presents from Baby Yoda this year. I'm so sorry, Baby Yoda. <laughs> I was I, testing. It was a Jedi test and you passed. You passed. So, so he didn't pass. I almost, he considered Jeff, it. I almost, <laughs> walked, <laughs> I almost walked to the dark side you, there, Jeff. You didn't walk, though. You stayed strong. You were literally fair. Anakin about to kill Young no, to, to be fair, <laughs> he, yeah, do it. that's true. He is Ryan Loren, let's be honest. Yeah. You know. 
That's true. Um, but I did want to say about Baby Yoda, Yikes. I think one of my favorite... What is... Poor Ryan. He's Sorry. like staring off into <laughs> space right now. One of my favorite Baby Yoda moments was when he sees... I, I like that Baby Yoda always seems to know sort of about the people that he's around. He can yeah. tell sort of what their intentions are. So he absolutely knows that Zero does not have good intentions yes. when he's chasing him around and he's hiding and, you know, finally Zero finds him. And he's clearly going to use the Force. This is my favorite thing. Mm, so funny. He's going to use the Force. Mando shoots him from behind and he Baby Yoda looks at his hand like, did I do that? And I freaking thought it was so great. That was great. So yeah. And they funny. do the shot thing again. They again. do it every week. You hear the shot. You hear the fire. And you're like, do he just... And well, then it's like the droid falls. Look, yeah. It wouldn't take that much use of the force to go up, you know, to to like stop a droid and then just pull some of his wiring out without touching it. So True. that's what I thought happened at True. first. Mm. And I think if Mando hadn't gotten back in time, that is what he would have done. <laughs> you know, he Yoda would have like. deactivated it in some way because let's just assume that Baby Yoda is not a cold blooded killer like Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I I am so sorry when Zio was talking. I was trying so hard to be professional and not I, laugh at you. I, I, was, <laughs> I, guys, I was trying. I, to Keep talking as I was watching you laugh at Ryan. I was like, I'm just, I'm I need. To, I've this. grown like the Mandalorian has grown, That's and I'm true. not going to pull the trigger. I was close. I considered it, but guess what? I shot IG11, and we're here. Okay. That was a long time ago, Ryan. <laughs> Two minutes ago. Yeah. Well, that leaves us with more enemies for Mando. Yes. Now we have everyone. We were left to believe what the people back Quinn, uh, Quinn is dead or seemed like it because when the the New Republic the X Wing fighters got there they were it seemed like they were going to blow the entire okay. thing up but they right? definitely they blew up the gunship they yes. did, you you know maybe they they shot some of the defenses of you know whatever that station was they were on but we didn't see it explode so That's true. i think that it's left open depending on what they decide to do they can have them still be alive but in logically they would end up on the same prison ship as everyone else so and ran. That, yeah well i mean i think yeah. Oh. I, so, you know, oh. do you think that Quinn's not going to sell out Ran for like, uh, yeah, I'm off the prison ship because uh, this guy came and got me. I'll pay you triple. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so can, yeah, can you give him triple my sentence? Thanks. Right, so I, I don't know if they, I guess what was the protocol, right? Because they were they shot down the ship. Yeah. It flies away and they're still shooting, but they might dock. Like, it's right, kind of, an, also, you don't know. Like, if you're the X-Wing pilots, you, you think like, uh, this guy... Was this Ran? Ran's are. Ran. Ran. Yeah. Ran. Ran. So it's like, oh, so that guy sent a gunship after us. So he tried to kill us. So that right there could get him uh, You could get him some hard time. So we time. think imprisoned. We think they're yeah. all... I mean, this is the New Republic, you know? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not going to choke the life out of Baby Yoda what like some people we know. But, uh, yeah. So I, <laughs> I think the, the New Republic out. handled things a little differently. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Rye, why don't you redeem yourself with our special segment, Director's yes. Corner. Director's Corner. Um, Rick Femiua directed this episode. He also directed episode two, chapter two. Um, so chapter two and six, these are the only two he's doing this season. Really amazing director, Femiua? Femiua. Femiua. We spent a lot of time trying to figure and this out before he the show. he has directed 
both film and TV before. He did The Chai, which is an incredible series, The Chai. Uh, awesome. You got to check it out. As well as Dope. I have a poster of Dope in my room in Delaware. Such I love movie. that movie. It's so great. He's done a lot of great character stories, which is, I think, why this this episode was so strong character-wise. Right. From just a bunch of people. we are, They're in and out in 40 minutes, and I feel like we know a lot about each one of them. Um, he has a ton of projects on the horizon. I feel like The Mandalorian as well as Dope have really opened up a lot of doors for him. He's five things in development. Dang. Another one called Past Midnight. It's going to be with Keanu Reeves. Oh. And that is already shot. It's We're in so post-production. I'm so excited about I'm this. Sold. <laughs> right, yeah. you're sold. I mean, Keanu's been crushing it lately. Immediately excited. Keanu and him together. Good God. Yes, as well as another movie called Confirmation. But I would not be surprised if they bring him back to direct more, whether it's the Obi-Wan series, season two, just like Deborah Chow. Because this episode, I mean... Everyone was praising Deborah Chow for her episode three. I thought this one was almost just as strong, like really great directing. Um, so I hope all the best for him. I, I, I'm really excited to see his upcoming projects as well as his film because he can do both. He really can. Right, and I would also think when they get back in the business of making more Star Wars movies, which we know will happen ultimately, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that uh, uh, The Mandalorian, I think, is a good kind of training ground for a lot of people that, you know, they... Look, we know what Disney looks for when they want directors for these big movies. They want somebody who they think is talented but not super expensive. So I think that, you know, he, Deborah Chow, and obviously Favreau, I think that these are all people that they would consider to do some future Star Wars movie years from now. Also worth being said, uh, in Chapter 2, he's the first black director of any live-action Star Wars. So, wow. massive. I mean, Amazing. about time, wow. but he, yeah, so he will just, hold that, that And just title. think about how many of those kind of firsts we've talked about just from The Mandalorian alone. You Great know? point. So, yeah. Mandalorian is female, doing so Asian, awesome. Yeah, so. And I think that's why with a show that oftentimes people are looking for Breaking Bads or Game of Thrones super, super in-depth, like you're committed to a plot that changes and twists every single week. Mm -hmm. And people are so on board with this kind of simpler in a lot of ways show because I think the diversity is just be is so powerful for them. And every episode is bringing something new and doing something fun and amazing. So, yes, Rick. Bravo, yeah. Incredible job. And quickly, Ryan, I just want to shout out another project that uh, Rick Famuyi was attached to, which I'm super excited about that I think Star Wars fans would love if they don't know about yet. An adaptation of a novel that came out this year called Children of Blood and Bone. You guys heard of this book? Yes. Yes. Uh, It's this this YA novel that I think once it continues its books will become like the next Harry Potter. It's this really beautifully written, elegant story about... a great book, right? Zia, did you like I, it? I haven't read it. I read it about that, and it's on my list. I took a so screenshot good. of it because I was like, I gotta read this. It's just quickly, in the same way that Star Wars kind of takes mythology and incorporates it in a very human way, this is a story about like West Africa, but it incorporates magic, and it's this really, really wonderful book featured on Jimmy Fallon. That's how much it became like a cultural wow. moment. Wow. But Rick Famuyu is attached to direct it, and I just think, especially for fans of this show, look out for that one. Another one of his five. I only listed uh, two or three, but... But, yeah, he's got so many things coming up. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a time to be alive, you guys. Yes. <laughs> so much good stuff. I'm, like, so uh, hyped. And hyped. I was going to say hyped and pumped at the hyped. same time. Well, why don't you take us pumped. to news and gossip, hype queen? <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> I, I don't know if this is as much hype in the news and gossip. Is it? Is it just interesting? But it does kind of make sense. Um, so, apparently, Pedro Pascal is not always under that armor. <laughs> 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 
obviously there's going to be stunt doubles, and I always <sighs> thought that there would be stunt doubles. Um, the stunt doubles that are under that armor a lot of the time are Brendan Wayne and Latif Crowder, and I'm hope I say I'm saying that right. Um, and they're the stunt doubles, but there was actually uh, Bryce Dallas Howard directed episode four, mm-hmm. and she revealed I think it was in an episode. I mean, a, in an interview with. Um, she revealed oh my gosh. About Vulture, that, that sorry. he's not in it, right? That he's not in that episode at all. He is actually on Broadway um, starring in King Lear. So he's not in wow. that episode even once. So that's very interesting, which is crazy because you just I just picture his face underneath that armor at all times, yeah. which is just not the case. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I know, it's I, weird, right? I, I, I don't enjoy this uh, bit of news. <laughs> I'm going to pretend. You know what I'm going to call this? Fake news. I'm going to assume news. it's not real because I don't like it. Yeah, so it kind of sucks. It's fake news. Yeah, it's very McClunky. McClunky. You, you reported some McClunky news. Uh, before we move on to anything else, and there's some good conversation in the chat, I have to backtrack to yeah, my know. favorite moment from this episode <laughs> that... We danced around. Uh, oh. There's a, when they're making fun of Mandalorian <laughs> for not taking off his helmet. Right. They say, "What is there a Gungan under there?" <laughs> and uh, I don't remember exactly what he said, but I it's think like, I have it. Oh, you would have it. Uh, I'm pretty when sure he's, I ma- do. he's making fun he's of. He's making fun, and he does the voice. So we get oh, the no, Gungan Misa. We yeah. got a yeah. little bit of racism Misa, in there. Misa want to show my face. You know. It's, it's, I think it's Yusa. Don't. Is that why Yusa don't want to yep. take your helmet why off? Yusa don't want to take your helmet off. So good. It was so great because we. We know how they feel about the Gungans, uh, you know, behind the scenes as well. So uh, I loved that we yeah. uh, we got that moment because, of, well, just the way I feel about it. Uh, in the chat, though, uh, Eduardo Cruz is being very specific about how much he liked the character of Shion. I'll just leave it at that. But he also says that the X-Wings were still shooting the station and he believes they were going to blow it up. So maybe I'm giving the New Republic too much credit. Well, they did say in that scene when they when he first had that, that I, I wouldn't call it a tracker, but it's not a tracker. It's like a... Like a What's the word I'm looking Sorry. for? But basically to, to let them know that they are under attack, that, that it was going to come and obliterate incoming, everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like that was kind of the idea, that everyone was going to be dead. They were going to obliterate the whole thing. So it was that inferred, was, for sure. Yeah, right. Uh, and a comment that I love from a great username, Algernon Radish. <laughs> this show yeah. is exactly what Lucas and Spielberg aimed for. Saturday morning matinees. Favreau has recreated it perfectly, but with the proper slash shorter runtime. That's a great point. Yeah, I mean, I think that this works really, really well. well. If you think about it, you know, we've talked about... We've talked about westerns. We've talked about samurai films. <laughs> it is sort of more of like the the runtime of, of what used to be like serials before the movies. You know, just ongoing shows that uh, you know you'd like come to see the movie the next week. But what you really want to also see is you know well what's going to happen in part two of this. And uh, I definitely think that uh, they do a, a good job. Uh, and then we've got a couple people in the chat who mentioned. How much they love how offended uh, Bill Burr got. I'm not. I wasn't a stormtrooper. Just right. the yeah. idea that he might have been a stormtrooper. Was a sharpshooter. Right? Yeah, he was a sharpshooter for the Empire, and, and and you know, like Mando, like very dismissive of that. And a Didn't few people he call him a wise ass, which is actually very Bill Burr esque. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. And, well, and there's a moment amazing. too where he goes, "What the." F-? And he stops. He doesn't, you know, they don't cut it off. So it's like you had to get him actual, like, swearing with, you know, I mean, why is that? That's, like, on on, yeah, on the cusp. On the cusp. But, like, he, you know, you can't get Bill Burr on set without have, him almost dropping the F word, which right. I thought was really funny, actually. Yeah. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Make sure you hit that like button. We love you guys tuning in with us every week and being a part of this conversation. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, what up? What up? Give us those five stars. Leave us a review there. We love it. We love it. We love it. 
as more, uh, and I also see some great predictions in here. I so see that. I think yeah, we do, you should... to, do you want me to? Do yeah, the, let's, let's hop the into the predictions. Yeah. yeah. After Buzz TV predictions. Uh, Christopher Curry has two predictions. Number one, Baby Yoda awakening a Force sense in Mando. Ooh. Number two, how long will we get someone Sorry. to feel that the Force is with the ship? Like the look. Uh, oh boy, this is. Uh, uh, the Luke, oh Luke and Jedi, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, right as you sort of get to it. Just as I get to it, oh, it gets brother. confusing. I feel like Luke says that like, yeah. one too many uh, how times. Long <laughs> Yeah, but the idea that the force is with the ship, you know, because oh. like Luke and Vader, you know, kind of, ha- you know, they, there's sort of a, there can be an acknowledgement that like, you know, the force can Wait, be Wait, quick side note, something we need to acknowledge in news and gossip is the fact that we are so close to Rise of Skywalker, it's That's not true. even funny. That's true. I... I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. Well, I'm let's, assuming you have tickets. Oh, we have tickets. Well, let's talk let's talk for a second how uh by the time we do our next show, which will be at a different time, which yeah. we'll let people know, uh three of the four of us will have seen it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So we yeah, will be doing a press it. screening. We will make sure all of our coverage, though, following is, of course, not spoiler. Not and we are changing our tape time to Wednesday, 9 p.m. next week. Pacific. Pacific, because the episode will be dropping um, early that early when- Yeah. No, early Wednesday morning. Early right? Wednesday morning. Yeah. Yes. And, and the reason they're doing that, uh, I, I know this because Ryan told me, is because they're attaching, I guess, like some, I don't know if it's a special trailer or just some extra footage from... TV spot. Yeah. Spot. So from... Um, uh, Rise of Skywalker. So that's why they wanted to do it on Wednesday. And also, I I think that, you know, look, it comes out for real on Friday. And if you're thinking Star Wars, they don't want you to stay inside and right. watch the thing you've already paid for. Yeah. They want you to go out on Friday and spend money spend on the thing money. that, uh, yeah. So True. I think that, uh, it, it, you know, I'm surprised, actually, that uh, yeah, like, that the, this is the way that the show uh, is the way. This is the way. Who wouldn't see both? Like, who no, would I, well, I would yeah. go watch, I would watch Mandalorian and then immediately go watch Star well, Wars. Okay, why are you dropping episodes at 3 a.m., though, Disney Plus? This is insane. What kind of marketing is that? Drop well, it. They want it to be 6 a.m. on the East Coast? That doesn't make any no, sense. I think right? they want it to be 9 a.m. in like Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. really their target. No, you audience. went the wrong direction. Yeah, it would be like midnight, midnight in Hawaii because everyone just oh. like wants to wake up. I, I mean, in all honesty, that could be what it is. Yeah. You know, but like Netflix, they do it by time zone. Like you know, it, it, like when a Netflix show premieres and you right. live in New York, you see it at midnight. If you live in Los Angeles, you see it at midnight. I feel right. like it's like a weird flex, but okay, Disney Plus. Like we're yeah. gonna watch it whatever time you put it out, but you're I got annoying up at for that. Six thirty this morning to watch this episode. What to me? All yes. right, Christian. Anyway, we were talking about predictions. Yes, Christian, so. do you have we any? Uh, we have one more from uh, the booth from my new friend, Algernon Radish. Uh, Mando's leaving friends and foes behind in most episodes. There's a showdown shootout where they all meet in the pipeline, surely. Either that or a dance-off. I, I would a love a dance-off dance and a shootout. Ooh. But uh, I think he's right. I think we were building to something like that because we're, we've left a lot of people behind throughout the course. I mean, look, Carl Weathers is still out there. Yes, you know? He so, is, and he and pops up on the hologram. Yeah, so uh, I think that, I don't think next episode, I don't think we're going to get, I think at the end of next episode, Mando is going to, you know, he's going to run into a proverbial brick wall of basically everybody who is looking for the child, a.k.a. Baby Yoda. Mm. And I think that we're going to all lose our minds at the end of episode seven because then we'll have to wait ten days for episode eight. Oh, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. And we won't be doing the show because oh. it'll, be right after, it'll be two days after Christmas. No, I think we're still going to do it. Nah. Zia, what are your predictions? 
Um, I actually had a similar one that I thought that a lot of these people were going to come back just because they keep showing them alive. And I think that part of them showing that he didn't kill everyone was to speak to his character a little bit, but also to be like, hey, look, these guys are still in play. So I had that same that same thought. Yeah. I predict next week's going to be the best episode of the season because Deborah Chow is returning to direct it. Not a rumor. It's confirmed. Wow. And <laughs> I was going to dance anyway. I was so that, like, and I'm yeah. also predicting that, I'm, I know I said it a few weeks back, I'm telling y'all... We are getting I, we're getting a Sokotano by the end of the season. I know what we are. Dave Filoni is too involved. We are getting a Sokotano. What That's about the bounty hunter in the hat that you talked Cad about? Cad Bane. Yeah. We're also going to get Cad Bane. All right. I just want to make sure. Wow. Okay. I think that all the people left in the prison will be joined by Rans. Ranzer. Ranzer. And Quinn. And they will find a way to break out because Mando did in actually five seconds. So get it together, people. And they will be, I think, villain. Not, I think they'll be like a looming villain that we might get one more time in this season, maybe season two. Yeah, unsure, but so excited about Deborah Chow. You know that's my girl. I can't wait. We are out of town. Uh, out of town. We, we are, are out, out of town. town. Goodbye. <laughs> We're out of time. But Christian, in the meantime, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Christian DMZ. And you can find Z and myself Thursdays over on the Popcorn Talk for Marvel Movie News at 1 p.m. Pacific. That's 4 Eastern. And I'm Zia Anderson. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. That is X-I-A underscore land. And you can find, again, Christian and myself every weekdays, uh, Tuesday through Friday, giving you the latest in Marvel news, Marvel News Daily, also over on the Popcorn Talk. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan Nilsson underscore and on Instagram at Ryan Nilsson. Uh, I'm so sorry, Zia, because <laughs> Jeff Graham in the booth just zoomed in on me as I was waving up. In. And it looked oh, very no. reminiscent of something really racist and I'm like dying over there dying oh my god all love from Steph Sabra that's me find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra apologies for all the giggles may the force be with you may the force be with you Star Wars 4pm Thursday our founder Kevin Undergaro and me Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV remember we're not just the first we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows whatever you crave we've got it So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.